Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. Pew, pew, pew. Hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's a 22. <laughs> All right. Live Free and Hunt podcast episode 12. We had who? Mike Gilmet. We talked uh, just hunting stories. We talked uh, duck conservation, wood boxes. Um, what do we talk about? Shed oh, hunting. Man. Yeah. It, great he, stories. He had, yeah, he had some great content just to put out for everyone and... Uh, some educational stuff yeah and just some persistence about never give up you know he's been hunting what do you say 30 years now and he hasn't put many on the ground but his his whole talk about it is never give up so yeah and he goes deep oh yeah deep in the woods he's got a lot lot of what do you call it uh what footage or trail cam yeah trail cameras yep just if you can follow him on content. Facebook, yeah, follow him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram. We're gonna get an Instagram handle going. So, yeah, it was a good podcast. He took a trip up here and uh, he sat in with us, and it's the first one uh, we've had in first person we've had post Corona in studio. So it was nice to actually have a face to face conversation. Yes, with and definitely again. keep it going. Yeah, it was great. So get his information out there so all you guys can check out his stuff. He has some. Great stuff, like we already said. I know videos on Facebook and writings oh. on New Hampshire Deer Forum. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, <clears throat> excellent yep. writer. Yeah. So check it out. Here we go. Let's get to it. Deck of cards that loves to lose You don't listen to me And I don't want you to Cause we sure have fun Throwing my money away You bet high I bet low You're all in and I'm all broke Another paycheck down the drain Mike, how do you pronounce your last name? Gilmet. Gilmet? Gilmet. I've been saying it wrong. I said yep. Mike Gilamate, I think. It's Gilamet, Guillemet, Gilmet, but Gilmet. I just go by Gilmet. Make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Americanize it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you made the trek up from uh, Hooks It? Hooks It. Yeah. Very nice. We appreciate that very yeah. much. Well, thank, thank you, you for inviting much. me. I appreciate I know, that. Yeah. It's a pretty big hike, and you're the first, uh, first post-corona person that we've had. Yeah, in, in studio. In studio. I know it's, uh, I appreciate that. That's no, big. No problem. We're social distancing, by the way. Yeah, my <laughs> wife will like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so um, I want to go into how you got into hunting. I know we were talking uh, earlier, and it wasn't what I expected, so. Yeah, it's actually, there's probably more than we were talking about. But, yeah. but if, uh, when I was in high school, this Dave Prue, who I mentioned earlier, was four years behind me, and because I lifted weights, he was a scrawny little kid, but he was in the uh, the shooting club. I didn't know him. I wouldn't even know who he was. Right. And through a mutual friend a few years later, when he was out of high school, um, 
we met up and he had always, you know, looked up to me because he remembers me in high school. He was one of the strongest kids in school because I was an Olympic style weightlifter wannabe. Yeah. And, um, and he was this young kid that was starting to lift and he also was a hunter and a, you know, really good shot, but I knew, I didn't know anything about firearms, hunting. I didn't even want, I had not a care in the world. That didn't bother me. You just want to lift. So the only thing we really had in common was lifting (laughs) and, um, and fishing. We both liked to fish. Yeah. And uh, he was 19, I think it was 1979, I was at home, and I got a call from him. And uh, he, now, we'll kind of go back a little bit, but when I used to go over his house, he was shooting a bow. So back then, um, he had a Jennings, and he had put a scope on a bow. I remember seeing the scope, a, scope? a pistol wow. scope on a bow. No back shit. in 19, it was actually before 79. So he was ahead of his time. Yeah, um, sure. So I remember that, and he, you know, he... He had the, the bow and I tried it, but um, he had a three-finger tab underneath. Okay. But yeah. he went one step further. He didn't use a tab. He took a bandana or a rag, and we would tie it, the bandana around your wrist, wrap it around the bottom underneath the arrow, and that was our release, and we released. You like so, you released the so, whole, like a, so you released the whole, the whole rag. So you had a rag. It was probably like that thick, and you held it, and you, you pinched. So it was tied in a knot around your wrist. Yeah. And then you pinched it around the bottom underneath the knock, and you drew back with that, and then you released it. And, so you were um, pulling the bow with your fingers. You were pulling the bow with your fingers. Yeah. And, we, and these bowls that Dave had, <laughs> wow. because we both lifted, <laughs> yeah. they were an 80 and 90 pounds right. set. With so, 90 pounds yeah, set the, yeah, So the first time I actually went with him. Straight wheel bows. It, it's crazy. The first time I went with him to shoot, <laughs> um, one of the bows he gave me, um, I didn't wear a, oh, uh, an arm guard. An arm guard. And yeah. my arm from lifting and everything kind of turns in like this. Oh, yeah. 90 pounds to the I, I released that arrow and that string... Gave me a black a and blue mark. Oh, black. Yeah. oh, it was the whole length of the forearm. <laughs> oh. And uh, it was nasty. And, I mean, I've never felt pain like that. And I've oh, had some surgeries. God. But that was nasty. And uh, so, you know, I got a little bit with the bow, but I wasn't still interested in hunting. And then, when, you know, in his bedroom, he had this uh, cartridge board he made. So he had like a 22, 22 mag. I'm saying these now. Back then, I didn't know what the heck they were. Right, right, yeah. Uh, they went all the way up to, I think, maybe a 300 Winchester mag. So he had to take each individual cartridge and glued it to a board and he you know he was telling me and i i don't know what the heck you're talking about you know? my, my grandfather <laughs> right. has an old plaque like that shows you all the so yeah so he made this up. this was homemade you know and so he you know he's trying to get me interested in shooting and hunting but I, I had no interest so we go to this fall back in 79 he was 19 years old and he calls me and he says mike i just shot this big buck up in uh sutton new hampshire i need a hand getting it out of uh, my car and it was a Lincoln Continental. He had an old Lincoln. And I said, Dave. Stuffed in the trunk? Yeah, stuffed in the trunk. And I, and I said, Dave, um, I, I can't go. I, I can't help you. I don't want to see a dead deer in the back of your trunk. Yeah. He goes, Mike, I need a hand getting it out. I go, Dave, I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't see that. I don't, I don't see the point of that, you know? Right. So anyways, a <laughs> couple sorry. of days later, I'm, I'm looking at the union leader in the sports section, and there's Dave all in camouflage, and the, head, the, the, the headliner above his picture says, the buck stops here. Dave proves, you know, 19 years old or whatever, 17, shoots a 203-pound six-pointer up in Sutton, New wow. Hampshire. Wow, cool. That's the cool nice part of the story <clears throat> is that he, he's, uh, he was kind of like um, – one of these guys, I don't know if you know people that just they're they're they never have everything together. Like and these That's guys, also, were, I forgot this. I forgot yeah, that. and, and yeah. the guys the night before Friday night invited him, and he, you know, he had to get whatever he had together, and they met up there and they told him, um, up off this mountain, they were going to be if you know 
we're going up on the mountain. We're going to be all over the place. Wherever you're going to, you're going to sit down here, wherever you're going to hunt. If you shoot something, fire three times so that we know you have, you know, you shot something. He so, didn't have his bullets, huh? So, well, this is, this is what, this is, I always love this Call story. I wrote about this story. One of my first, first stories in the Hampshire Daring page, like three or four years ago. But this is what I loved about it was that, um, he was sitting there, everybody was gone. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon and this doe had popped out. Now you gotta remember he's probably the best shot I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And, uh, this doe pops out and then this buck pops out and he's got a 270, I think. And he drops the buck right in his tracks right there. And probably an hour and a half or two later, one of the guys comes down, another guy comes down, and one of the guys goes right over to him. He goes, I, you know, I told you when we dropped you off this morning down here that when you shoot something, you know, you got to fire three times. And Dave says, I only had one bullet. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, he grabbed the bullet the Friday night before off the cartridge and took the glue off. What? Oh, and that's man. the bullet he used. Holy oh, crap. Does he still have that plaque? I, I don't know. You that know, would be awesome. Be like, that's the bullet. I missed that's, the bullet. So he yeah. had taken that off that board that he had shown me like two or three years earlier. And that was the one bullet he had. He wow. had no ammo no to go that's on that crazy. shot. And so that's, and then from then on, you know, we, he gave me the Jennings. The Jennings exploded on me. We kept cranking to get the weight and the, and the limb. Everything blew up. And then from there, I, I think in 81, I bought a uh, brown bear yep. at a yep. place in um, Pembroke, Al's Archery. It's no longer there. I still have a brown bear. Do you really? Yes, I the, do. The nice laminated uh, yes. wood oh, uh, those compound. Are compound. Yes. Beautiful bow. Yeah. It's still out. It's at my father's house. Oh, you're I lucky. think it, it's only it only goes up to thirty pounds though. Oh no, the one I had went up to sixty five. Yeah, I think. this yeah. one. Yeah. No, oh, maybe no. It's thirty pounds. Yeah, because I remember shooting it when I was a kid. And then I then I kind of all of a sudden was hooked. And, yeah. Um, when we go to Barnstead and Alton, mm-hmm. like I told you before, Barnstead is where I first saw my first moose track. Yeah. Um, and you know I we'd go to behind his uncle's farm and we would walk out. Behind the cornfields, I remember taking an army duffel bag with him, and we'd stuff two-by-fours, hammers, nails, and uh, walk out in the cornfield in the middle of the afternoon, f- find a tree we- on his uncle's property. We'd make this makeshift tree stand on each end. <laughs> so we're in there nailing and hammering and cutting everything. And, uh, and then that evening, we're back in the tree stand hunting, hunting you know, like expecting awesome. <laughs> this nice buck walk by. They definitely <laughs> and we never tonight. saw anything. It was, right. you know, when I think about it today, and, and yet... Back then, I was like, every oh, night we went out and did this, awesome. I thought we were going to shoot something. That's you know? awesome. But, uh, I still feel like that. If I mess up, I'm like, no, tonight's the No, night. S- no yeah. scent control, right? Yeah. <laughs> no scent control. Um, you know, no, times have oh, changed. It's Big time. Just, yeah. So I've seen, you know, from what we used to do, and I just laugh. I think like, and I used to think every single time we went out and did that, yeah. we were going to shoot a buck, you know, and we never did. <laughs> Some, it's awesome though. You go out with the old old school guys though, or you know, in the seventies. They still like like you said, no scent control, blue jeans and a flannel That's in a tree stand. They're mm-hmm, they're dropping deer still. Oh yeah, I remember hunting with my grandfather, and he brought his buddy along, and we're all tr- this is like late nineties, early two thousands. We're yeah. trying to like do the scent control stuff a little bit, <laughs> trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Well, his buddy shoots a nice ten pointer, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Well, I've heard <laughs> you know, I've heard stories like, like that many times. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Your buck last year died. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, though. That's, everything's come a long way. Like you were talking about the e-bike, you know, I can imagine. Well, with me, it had to because I, I can't walk and carry yeah. all the no, stuff No, yeah, anymore. I mean, but it's a, it's a, but it's a, nice, it's it's a, a nice way to get mm-hmm. away from you know, everybody. Just hopefully, quiet. 
everybody else doesn't start buying them and you know doing the same thing. Right. But I don't think there's a there's a lot of guys that would still take a bike and go a mile and a half out and then hike you know 300 yards in hiking right. and then to a tree stand. You know, maybe around here. There around, are some, but, but but there's not a lot of guys that are motivated to do it you know that far. Right. You know. No, Most, I hear you. These small mm -hmm. pieces just go in, set up. Yeah, that's done. pretty much what a lot of uh, where I, like where I hunt where I have hunted and hooks it with the bow previously i've shot you know a, a nice 10 out there and it took me a long time i shot a nice a 255 pound bear out there with my bow wow, but nice. over the course of 10 years of hunting now there's 30 something tree stands in there oh yeah wow. not none near where i am because i'm way the heck in but they're all over the place right now, you know i see that on on social media as soon as like deer season comes it's like oh lost a camera hopes i know someone oh. stole a stand and i'm like i have no desire to be so compact yeah in other, the war zone other hunters yeah. that's and it's yeah. kind of i'm not saying all these oh. hunters that have the 30 or something plus tree stands in there are in there all at the same time no no I, yeah no. but you know it changes and you know but the two, big sheds losing. that you saw there yeah i don't find those anymore in there yeah, yeah I, I don't find sheds period in there anymore. we're losing habitat too you know yeah, and right. the other it's thing, harder yeah. to find big pieces exactly. of land to disappear yeah. so you got to share with people yeah and it's that's the thing is you need honest people in there that aren't going to steal cameras or stands or exactly not know, mess up the woods the litter that, everywhere the you guys know, that get think it posted. that they're not quite so bad but they just take an sd card out of your camera or right. something yeah you know, like it's on. happened to me once it was uh, steve champion was actually with me when it happened uh we were going up looking for some moose antlers and i said while we were there i said my camera's right over here i went over and the card was out now that was the only camera that i didn't have in a bear proof metal housing Nah. Yeah. Um, it was locked to the tree, but they took the card out. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's that the only time I've had, and I, that thing was way the heck in. Really? Yeah. My that's... grandfather had a three hundred dollar trail camera stolen, he, it, not far from here actually, and that was a solid mile and a half walk in too. Walk in into a this is an old piece of cover and thick as hell. I don't know how anyone found it honestly. Yeah, like you said, a mile and a half in. In, Number over one, here who, and who, over here, you know yeah, what I mean. No one's who's going in the woods that far, and then right. happened to find the right tree that the right. cameras. I know, on. unless well, there's like sign. Laid there was down. snow on the ground, and it was later, and it was in December. Oh. So you know, yep. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that yep. hunt up there, Mount Kearsarge, that. Uh, and I'm not saying it's you any, want to it's, that might have just <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, said, hey, look at this, this camera here. We can now I know, I'll, put I know a beep, I'll put a beeper gobble in there if you want. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem I've had. I've, I haven't had too many people on my camera, though. Um, so I've been pretty fortunate with that. But uh, How many cameras do you run? I only own four cameras, and I only usually run two at a time. I've got four out right now. but uh, It seems like you have. 3,000 cameras. No, it's because I, I spend every day in the in, in the woods. single day almost in the woods. Because of my job, I'm like semi-retired. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I have great locations because um, when I started hunting at Mount Kearsarge back in 1994. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, when I started hunting up there, I, you know, I wanted to get away from hunting locally in Hooks at Auburn, whatever. I wanted to get in a big piece of woods. And my friend Matt Italia and Mark Edwards um, invited me up. And the first time I went up there, and Mark's friend of his shot a nine-point buck, 205. Nice. Um, then there was like five or six of us all up there. And she had this beautiful buck. And uh, it was just incredible. And then so I didn't know the area. So that <clears> winter, I pretty much found you know an area and i just kind of like started scouting up and down and all over the place and figured this is going to be my piece 
that I'm going to, you know, and it was way the heck in. Yeah. And um, the following fall, uh, muzzleloader the third day, I shot a, a big six, 183. Dang. Um, nice. You know, just uh, the first day, I, I, that the first day right there was yeah. pouring. <laughs> it was thunder and lightning out. And I was, I, I had um, just, I didn't have any water, you know, I didn't have rain gear or anything. And I had hiked up to this ridge, and it, and it was just pouring the whole day. And I got under this pine tree, and I just sat there all day with my muzzleloader. I had a little plastic bag. I had a Scout Carbine Thompson Center. Yeah. I had yeah. a little plastic bag over it, and I stayed there all day. And then uh, when I left the hike down, I couldn't cross the well, the brook, whatever it was. I couldn't cross it. Um, it was, so it was raging. Oh, and shit. I walked wow. downstream, and I found a tree. And, of course, there was no cell phones. My wife is at home. Wondering it's eight o'clock at. at night. Yeah. Wondering, Shoot. you know, I'm a, I'm an hour from home already. She's wondering. Eight o'clock. She's like, where where, 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 where am I? And I got across and got to my truck. And the water was up to the, you know, just the rim of my the bottom rim of my truck. And so um, holy shit. That's yeah. So it was like, you know, it was like it was a little nerve wracking. And then two days later on a Monday, a cold front came in, and I got back up. I did the same routine. I looped around, and he came in, and I was in after I shot. He you know, smoke cleared and I didn't see him and I was walking over there. I couldn't find any blood. And, you know, I'm still, you know, still kind of a rookie. I had shot a couple of bucks, but I'm still, I don't, I'm not really, the bucks I had shot had dropped, you know, so. Right. Also I'm now like, it's tracking. I can't yeah. believe, I'm like, I'm ready to take that gun and wrap it around a tree. How, yeah. could, I, how could I miss <laughs> sitting down the perfect, you know, the gun, the scope was on and everything. And uh, I, I just kind of was walking. There was like a little tote road in, on the on the shelf up there. And I, I looked over and there was a, Probably a half dollar size, bright pink blood. And I was nice. Like, oh, no. oh, here we go. No, and you know, no, like every every like eight or nine feet, and then he was just leaned up against a tree, like. <clears throat> and I was like, wow, that wow. was like my first big buck, and I was yeah. like, wow, what a feeling. Yeah, right. You know, Jesus. But um, that got me hooked. And um, is that your most memorable hunt? You think? I. You know what? I had hunts that. Um, one of my favorites is actually a four pointer up on Kearsage. What I call the sat we we now called it Little Buck Ridge. Yeah. I had, had I have some corkers <laughs> off of that buck on camera, and uh, so I would hike. Um, that's what I was telling you earlier. The easiest way to get up there was to go up the gut of it because that's the least likely spot that the bucks would mm-hmm. go through. They would yeah. come up from the uh, the east end, or they would come up from the this other section through this like little, oh, I call it the canyon. Everybody has names. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. So yeah. the right the right side they would come up. We call the escalator. And then the canyon, they would come up through that way. So if you went up straight through the gut, um, you could get up and be right in the middle. And so what I would do is I would leave the house at quarter of four in the morning from Hooksit. Uh, I would get there probably 4.30, 20 or 5, take my, all my clothing, attach it all to the backpack. I didn't even wear gloves, my hat, everything was packed away. You're going to be sweating. Just to, oh, yeah, I knew. Yeah. And so the gun slung over and I would hike. And I had these spots where I would sit down. There was the stone wall where I'd sit. Then there was the flat spot right before I went up this real steep section. An old skidder road was like this, slippery as heck with the leaves. Right. Uh, I'd get to that. I'd have to take another stop. Then there was a little dip down where you went downhill, which was nice. Yeah. And then it started going back <laughs> up. And then it's, yeah. It's like, so I had, all, I had to take five or six stops. I had to. Yeah. And it would take me an hour to do it. And I would be drenched. But, you know, you have a wick away clothes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would be drenched when I got to the top. And I would get up, up there and I would sit all day long. I wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of open up in this piece. So this one four-point buck um, is, you know, not a, not a big rack. But I saw like a scrape and... 
up on that saddle, there's a shelf and it narrows down uh, going uh, west. It really narrows. There's a little beach stand and it just keeps narrowing it to where the widest point is probably 25 feet. Yeah. But there's a game trail that comes around there and turns the quarter into the saddle. And I had a feeling that he was up on the point of this one particular ridge, <clears throat> that he was right up there. So I waited all day long and around 3.30, I made my way up into that little, um, that game trail that went up into that little tight piece. And I sat up against a little, uh, the pines were really small. I just sat in front of it on its little berm. I pulled my fleece wool. So you're hood on over. the ground. I'm on the ground. Yeah. Most of my bucks that I've shot have all been really close. And um, I just sat there, and it was supposed to be like a light rain coming in around four or whatever. And I look over, and he's walking <clears throat> down the trail. I mean, he's just like walking. You, like you thought, coming just straight Just exactly down. what I thought, because I knew he was up <laughs> on that happen. point. <laughs> and uh, there, was a, there was already a previous scrape. It had to be him yeah. right there. And um, he came down. And I, when I say this, I'm not exaggerating, but right where you are is where he turned his shoulder and made the scrape. And six I was feet. like this. And it wasn't even six feet. I, if I reached, it's six feet. Yeah. If I, yeah. If I took my gun out, I could touch him with the yeah. end of my barrel. Wow. And, um, put it right behind the shoulder and shot him. He ran up about 20 yards, and that was it. Wow. Um, and then it started raining. Um, I, what I usually do is I gather everything together, and I move it 20, 30, 40 yards ahead. Then I drag. Up and, to it. And uh, the coyote started. And um, I had a friend that was about a mile away on another ridge, and uh, he actually came over. Uh, met me halfway down, but I had to. I could, those coyotes weren't that far behind me. Really? Yeah, they were all the way down as I'm going down through the gut and I'm pulling them down. And, and they're I'm, following they're, you. They're they're following me. You know, they're howling <laughs> and everything. And that, that was a little crap. eerie. But that's one of my favorites. Uh, just the way that all played out. Right. So so close. You know. Um, Jeez. I've only had coyotes. Yeah, I've any? never had a really issue with coyotes. I've had them like yipping on a on sitting on a bear bait, and I can hear them like probably 70 yards 80 yards behind me and that's like that's at the time where it's i don't know if it's like dusk you know it's almost perfect time but i hear the coyotes i'm like i still have a little bit of hike to get out i should probably get it going because it makes Mm -hmm. it's a not a good feeling no it's not a good feeling and luckily my friend came you know he he actually didn't even know where i was um he had a rough idea where i was but um he, he met me about halfway and um it was my friend matt and you know, it was nice when he showed up because he started tracking the deer down. And all I had to worry about is the gun in the pack. Yeah, you know, yeah, but nice. it, it it was uh it was it was nerve wracking. You know, when it's late like that and you're tired. Right. Yeah, um, you just want to get out. You just want to get out. But I'd rather hunt high and drag down than hunt low and drag out. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I did last That's fall. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's much easier. Dragging <laughs> I gotta down. change some stands around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with um, I know. We've never met, obviously, so right. I've just followed you on social media. And the um, what got you going on the duck boxes? How did that all start? Um, I was bo- the, bo- the place where I bow hunted in Hooksit. I would walk by, sc- looking for antlers, and you know, scouting. Same. We all do the same routine when we're scouting. You know, you're, like, you're in the same piece. You, you know, you know you where know you know where area. they move. Yep. You know where they're bedding, and but you still like got to get out there. And um, I would always see this wood duck box up on this pine tree. And uh, I, I'm not a duck hunter. I don't know anything about ducks. I couldn't tell you, you know, a mallard from a... I really don't, really? I don't know anything, <laughs> nothing. That blows my mind. No, it, <laughs> yeah. because it's all... Once I, once I get into something, I get very obsessed. And, I, I, you know, I really research and yeah. do my homework. But my friend Matt was a big duck hunter, bird hunter. And um, so I just said to Matt, I go, you know, I'm, there's a box out there. It's hanging on this tree. And I remember, like, 
20, 25 years ago, taking the kids skating on this pond in our neighborhood that was a little wetland piece, and there was a box in a, in, a, in a dead tree. And I remember opening it up, and it had an egg in it, but there was nothing in there. And, uh, of course, that tree's gone. The whole, you know, it's, but I remember, and I didn't know what it was then, so here was this box. And so Matt says, yeah, the wood ducks. I go, what's a wood duck? And, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. So I looked it up, and he told me the whole thing about how they, uh, you know, they nest in boxes, and they were almost extinct. They, you know, they weren't doing well you know, back in the 60s and 70s. So I'm assuming that box was put out sometime between the, maybe the 80s, or, you know, yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Trying to get them back, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just one box. It was cracked and open, and I took some measurements, and I thought, well, this is kind of cool. I looked it up, and I saw that the chicks jumped. They used to tell me the whole thing, you know. So um, Have you seen where they nest in the tall oaks? Oh, I, I actually. bomb out like yes. hit the, I yes. actually saw <laughs> back um, where I'm going to put some boxes next year. I would love to year, see that. Bear Brook, I was, in a, I was walking, scouting a new piece, and I looked on the ground, and I see the feathers and the eggs, and I look up, and it had to be 30 feet up. It was a hole probably from a pelleted woodpecker, and it was a wood duck, and I, I think a raccoon or a fish or a raccoon probably went ah, in, pulled okay. it out, you know, killed the killed everything, killed yeah. everything, all the eggs and everything on the ground. So, so you know, but that's the first time I had ever seen that. Mm-hmm. But um, where I worked before, I had um, a lot of wood, um, so I decided to with that wood to recycle it and make these oversized wood duck boxes that were so heavy and ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen them, you, you don't have no idea how heavy they are. They're like inch two and by, half thick. And two they're, by 12 <laughs> yeah, they're just crazy big. And uh, But, you know, I was just recycling the wood, and I put my first mm-hmm. one there with my wife. She actually hiked out, and I had just had surgery two weeks earlier on my left knee again. And um, so we hiked out, in the, you know, snow on the ground, dragging that thing out there. I put it up. And uh, that spring, I kept, riding my bike out there hiking down taking my phone putting it in the opening and you know sometimes she was in sometimes she wasn't oh that's pretty cool yeah so i was you know i was kind of like monitoring it and picking up ticks on the way in and on the way out yeah Uh, (laughs) so i you know like that the weekend before i we took a ride to um cabela's up in um scarborough scarborough came back i bought a browning camera because i wasn't gonna I, i my reconics were wherever they were and um i set it up and put it under the tree and set everything up and came back was my actually happened to be my daughter's birthday it was may 23rd and i'm going and i don't brownings i don't i, I like the cameras but they just video everything they constantly constantly yeah, using up a lot of I, I three weeks ago four weeks ago i had 1300 videos over two days wow under a oh, wood duck geez. box took me three hours to go through everything it's just the wind yeah. and the yeah the water temperature whatever so that when i did the, the browning i think i had 350 videos over three days 350 just just in three days but you know i um i looked in the box the you know and i opened it up and the eggs were, and i said oh i got it on got it the camera you know That's this awesome. is cool mm-hmm. right. and uh so i went through the camera and you know and and have you had have you ever operated the brownings? We, I, we, I have. Yes, yes, we do have a couple. Yeah. Okay, so you know when you uh, do the brownings and you open them up, um, <clears throat> it says delete one or delete all. Oops. You got to be careful of not hitting that delete all. So you got to go really slow, but I was really anxious. Right. And um, I ended up uh, finding, you know, the ones where they jumped, and I was, like, so excited. Really? Like, That's great. awesome. And from there... Uh, that was 2016. We put them out. 2017. I've got over 20 something boxes out. Steve Champ has help, helped me put yeah, them out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and um, I I monitor pretty. I, I'll do them all, but I only monitor seven or eight with the cameras. You yeah, know? <clears throat> that's awesome. They definitely made it. So big you you comeback. go you go go check uh, every check box it. out. I'll check every. Like I'll go year. from one box to the other. Uh, yeah, in the winter time when it's 
when you can walk on the ice. Most yeah. of mine are all because of where they are. They're on the shoreline. Um, <clears throat> I can check those like late in the fall or whatever. I'll put it, um, but I'll, in the winter, I'll go out to a couple areas and um, I'll open them up, see what the, the, the ones that I can't monitor um, during the season, spring, because they're out in the water. Yeah. Um, I'll go out, open the box up, check to see the color of the eggs. If, the, if they're white, they're Magansers. If they're um, tan or buff colored, they're wood ducks. And Magansers are notorious for flying in. And when the female wood duck is out, Stealing flying them. in, and she'll lay, her, she'll lay her eggs in and then fly out. So I, two of my boxes this year, um, the, she, she raised all wood ducks, uh, all Magansers and two wood ducks hatched hmm. what that no, are they so wild are they that's common mergansers or are those they're just hoodies? common they're they're the hooded mergansers yeah, i yeah, guess you know? yeah. but you know, the funny thing is i do not have a male on my camera at all and that's what i find is funny because you would think i get all the male wood ducks mm-hmm. and i get every once in a while i'll get a video of the female hanging around the box so i know what she's doing but i do not get a male mcganser um, oh a male mcganser yeah like have you ever had any golden eyes in there no None. Huh? No. I know they're a nesting duck too. A golden eye is. But it's just funny. I have yet in four years of doing this, I've yet to to see a, a male meganser in any of uh, any of the places I have. So they just the like when she comes in and the meganser lays her eggs and just takes off and doesn't come back, just lets the wood duck raise her eggs. Yeah, she's because she's, they don't know any better. That you know, there she's just laying on them. Um, when I opened it up a couple weeks weird. ago before they jumped, mm, I think that, I had eight or nine female meganser leaves. Megansers and the two wood ducks. Um, and that's so most of them jumping out are all mergansers. No shit. I saw something recently where there was a common merganser that must have picked up like two or three extra broods, and she was had fifty three. Wow, in, holy in tow. I think I saw 53. that. I think, yes, I, I don't know where I saw it, but it was it was pretty wild yeah. to see like this giant tree <laughs> yeah. and a little ducklings. I don't think the first batch of uh, hatchings made it because I never. I think it was cold. Yes, we and I've gone snowing. back, and I have not got because I'll usually leave a camera in some strategic points where they got to go by. You know, she'll go right. by, and you'll mm-hmm. see the chicks. You can count them, and uh, they never they never came by a couple of my spots. And I think it was so cold, I don't think they made it. Yeah, um, I've seen some black ducks with only a chick or two. Only chi- yeah, yeah. So, it, but I've seen geese with a full clutch, twelve or maybe twelve or more. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. down wow. over in Alton, there's there's a I almost hit one going to work the other day. She wanted to cross, and she turned around and walked back. Nope. She had all the little goslings with her. Got them earmarked for September first. Oh yeah, I know where to, <laughs> yeah. I know where to hunt those ones too. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm like I I when you were started posting about it, I thought that you were yeah. I clicked on that. It was interesting. Like shit. you were. I don't know, like part of DU or... No, you know. I have no interest in duck hunting, and I'm yeah. not against it. I'm I'm all for, uh, right. you know, helping out the duck population, doing whatever you can. I yeah. just find it's something I really enjoy doing it, uh, doing um, and building the boxes. And um, I've given out some boxes. Uh, Adam Evans, I gave two, and then he just posted some videos of... Uh, yeah. yeah you know, so, uh, you know, and it's, and it's a great project for, like, a father and son. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, hunters that... Duck hunters and these little wetland pieces, backwoods pieces that... You know, the, the, the sad part is that most people, and maybe it's a good thing, they never get to see these ducks. Yeah. They're no. shy. Yeah. You can't even get... You mm-hmm. cannot get close to these things. You can hear them you, whistling. Yeah. Oh, the whistling <laughs> is... T- the yeah. whistling's fantastic. Beautiful. But I can never get near them. <laughs> right. You know, I always want to get, like, a nice photo of one, but... They're tough. They're we, really... we should do that out back here, Ty. Yeah, I got some recycled wood from work. And have any of you ever uh, shot? I've, 
Oh yes, we I've shot wood plenty duck. of wood and ducks. And is it, is it yeah. tough? They're they're hard to shoot. They're hard they're, to shoot. They leave early too. That's the other they're thing. They're early. You know, they they come in pretty much at moon. legal light or just before legal light. So they're an early flyer, and then they also they're erratic flyers. Randomly, but, you'll have a you single know, or double come in, or and something. and they're not super fast, but they you know they're faster than a mallard and they fly erratic, so they're they're pretty tough to hit. Now, are but, you in a ground ground blind when you're or a duck boat or how? I don't know anything about duck hunting. No? So. Yeah, so many different ways. So many you know, different ways. What's the best of, way of hunting them? Jump shoot. Find, I think find where they're at. You <clears throat> yeah. know, find where they're at, and then either if you set up decoys for them, you got to be ready super early. So like a jump shoot can be good yeah, because. Like because you're shooting them in the daytime where you're seeing them. Um, or where they lay like, down and you can actually, you know, bump them up, flush them like yeah. grouse and shoot them that way. Right. So I like I like hunting them over decoys. Yeah. Try to find a piece of water that's got overhanging oaks. Yeah. You know, where, where those oaks are hanging over and dropping acorns in the water, especially if there's submerged logs or barely... Risen up, yep. barely out of the water, rocks or vegetation, where you can't really see the water's edge right there. That's where they're going to be because they they're hiding in that in that grass edge and they're eating the acorns. If you set up in those spots, you know, you got to be ready to shoot early. Sometimes you're shooting at <laughs> shadows on the water, kind of. <laughs> you know, they. I didn't even they know they early. ate acorns until he, oh, he had yeah. told me that, and I and, said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they're a perching duck, really, and yep. they, uh, you know, they eat acorns." And I was like, "So, you know, the more I." I read about it and everything. The more fascinated I was with them, and being that it's pretty easy for me to do what I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot of fun for me to get out there and help them. That's out. awesome. And, and they're uh, preferable to eat over just about yes. anything. Yeah, I I'd agree. asked. I asked some, some duck hunters about that. Um, yeah, and number one on my thing. list. Really? Me too. Yeah. Um, just based on size and taste. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Oh. You know, teal. I would say you get just a little bit better taste out of them. But and you can pluck that whole bird. And, but it's about the size of a woodcock. Yeah. You know, yeah. a teal. Yeah. A teal's tiny. First time I shot a teal and brought it home, that my wife saw. She got all upset at me. She was, like, "You shot a baby. Why did you shoot a baby duck?" I'm like, "No, that's a full grown duck. Look at the red eye stripe on the green head. You know." But yeah, wood ducks are wood ducks are great to eat if you ever want to try. Oh, it sounds like you know where they're at. I know where they're at. <laughs> we can bring you to a spot and set you up. <laughs> Maybe we should go duck hunting with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, first, learn. the first year of putting the camera there, I think I only had like a male and a female, you know, maybe two. And now you see my videos and there's like five, four, five. So, you know, it's, it's helped. Um, so it's, it's, I've got nine out in one area right now. We put two in another little uh, swampy piece, but I can't get out to check them until the winter. Um, but I did see last week or the week before, I did see her in there with some chicks. So I know it's going to be one of those two boxes in that right. piece. What do you think? Yep. Do you, uh, maybe, you know, like just throwing up a box on a, on a tree, what makes them flood to that? Do you know? Or is it just, I, they nest in tree cavities. Tree cavities. I know they do. Yeah. So the block, especially box. if the box is over water, it's just a natural track. Just, if you see my videos, the first time they discover the box, they're like, and they're, they're just like you know, this is it. Yeah. This is my box. King shit. Look, yeah, at, this look place. at this place. <laughs> yeah. and my box. Some of you know, I've now taken the box. Someone from Massachusetts won two Ducks Unlimited boxes about three years ago, and they because they saw my video, um, they uh, they they he wanted to give them to me. He says he has no use for them, so he um, gave them to me and and. Those boxes are really the perfect size. Are they compact mm -hmm. more than Yeah, and so what yeah. I did is I took the measurements off of it, and then I, I went to a place in Plastow and bought one by 10, by 10 foot um, rough pine. Yep. But th I, there's very little knots in the 
these boards I was buying. And so I just, the Ducks Unlimited boxes were slightly smaller and they were cedar. Uh, they were like nine inches square, but mine are like 10 instead. But I took all the dimensions and made them exactly to that dimension of that box. And that's what I'm making them now. And I, my side panels, where I used to make the side cut off, you just remove it. All my side panels now flip up, so you can just nice. clear everything out. And okay. I use wire that's mesh inside um, with roofing nails. I attach it in there to, to hold the, um, the ladder for them to get out. And I always try to find a tree that's slightly tilted to the water because that makes it easier for the chicks to climb out. Um, Have you ever fooled around with doing mallard houses? Uh, Corey the- Cheever, um, I'm friends with, had sent me d- directions about that. He's a big duck hunter up from Vermont, mm-hmm. and he had sent me um, directions or plans to do that. And I, I think I'm going to do that because this place would be a perfect spot because it's, you know, it's away from everything, um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to try that. So that's probably going to be my next project. That'd be awesome to try out. Yeah, I've I never, would honestly I've like never to seen get into this too. I, I work you know. with a lot of wood, like I told you before, and I can get a lot of recycled wood. So even though it it, it won't be your ideal cedar that you would like to have, but... Uh, just pine. What I do uh, with the boxes is I put a roofing uh, shingles on the top. Yeah. Uh, if you start from the top down, like, you know, a regular house, that protects the box um, with rain and everything. Um, you know, I put cedar sha- cedar shavings inside instead of... They, they have, like, a sawdust, but I like the cedar shavings. Yeah, I like that. They, yeah. they don't uh, attract moisture as much as, like, sawdust. And I make it about maybe five, six inches deep. Uh, the, what I like about the Ducks Unlimited boxes is where the hole is mounted and the depth of the box makes it a little bit harder for a raccoon, if he could get to the box, reaches to reach, in. His, reach in and grab. You know, mm-hmm. uh, So they're a little deeper than some of the boxes where people make them a little shallower. Um, you know, it's just I try to come up with little different ways of making it. Um, you know, Each box I made is a little bit better than the next box. But what I'm... I found some older boxes and I'm removing the metal plates from those older boxes that are, that were built like 30 years ago. And I'm going to reattach some of those to some of my boxes now that might prevent the McGansers from getting in the box because those holes are smaller than my holes that I made. Oh, okay. Okay. That so makes that, sense. That might help. Do you, you know? date any of your boxes? Or you? My wife actually made a couple plaques with the date of I my think first that'd two be boxes. Awesome. I think that would be um, cool. Yeah. And I haven't put them on my first two. One of them I'm going to have to remove because... That one's on an island, and the squirrels keep, I think, getting in there because they're oh, really? finding acorns in there. One mm-hmm. of the problems I have in the winter, and I just figured this out uh, the year before last, is that um, flying squirrels were nesting in them. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then they just fill up with excre- you know, they, they yeah, droppings, and then yeah. once it fills up, they leave. So now I take uh, plas- pieces of plastic, <laughs> oh, I nail man. it over the open. Got a nice house, you're going to... Shit it all yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> so and the, you know, so that that now I, I cover the openings in the fall of all the boxes that I can on shoreline, and that takes care of that problem. Mm-hmm. I just saw um, not just, but a while ago, you posted a, a, a story about the older gentleman that saw you um, hanging a box up and thought maybe that you worked for. Dr. Oh yeah, Limited. we're still. He's still sending me the blogs every day. Is he really? Oh yeah, we uh, awesome. we keep in contact. Yeah, well, that can you can you go over that story in case anybody m- missed it? Maybe. Yeah, well, Steve Champa brought me out to a piece and um, that he wanted to put with ducks. He duck hunted this piece and yeah, he wanted to keep it secret and that was no problem. But he you know so I we went out there. I had um, we'll have to talk to him about that. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we had four boxes. He said there were two out there already, but. When we walked out, the, the boxes that were out there were in really bad shape. Yeah. Um, so we we put, I think we put two out. We went out again and put two more. I think we did four. I think now with Carl's, uh, what's it Carl's? Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, I think we have five now. His is on the shoreline. But when I was out there, 
I was going out to check and remove all the shavings. It was a perfect day to do that. And he saw me and he was like beside himself. He's coming over to me and he goes, thank you. He's like, thank you. Thank you. You with Ducks Unlimited or the Audubon Society? And I go, no, I'm not. You know, I'm just, we put these boxes out here and I'm just checking them. Can I follow you around? He had a camera and I was, you know, so I'm explaining to him. He said he was going to be 79. Wow. So, um, so I, we, he followed me each box. We checked. I showed him, you know, that this box here looked like they had McGansers or white eggs, cleaned it out. We put the shavings in. I says, um, he, you know, he explained to me where he lived and what he does with another friend. And I says, you know, if you come out here, um, his name is Bill. I says, if you come out here, Bill, uh, if you if you have um, s- some caulking or whatever, you might want to fix, you know, some of my boxes. Uh, you maybe want to fix a little crack here and, you know, like just patch it up if you, yeah. you get a chance. Um, but so we, uh, a couple weeks later, uh, somebody gave me a box uh, two boxes and um i had you know i i didn't know where to put these boxes yeah. so i had an idea and i just said you know what i'm going to carve his name in the bottom in the front of this box and i'm going to give it to him for his birthday i'm going to put it up for him so i i emailed him oh, and we cool. met and when i went to meet where the retirement community where he lives um they took you know had somebody take pictures of all of us and then we hiked out and i brought the jet sled i carried everything out and they came down and they they helped a little bit, you know. Right. He was yeah. seventy nine, and I think that's, that's so nice. you know that that, that made awesome. me feel good. I've always had a great respect, and um, you know, for older people, you know, yeah. and um, and uh, you know, he had lost his wife, I think, eleven years earlier. So um, it was nice to, and you know, he'll be able to put his camera right there, and he he his blog goes out every day. I read it every day, and I'll send him photos of what you know what I've got going on. Um, and I'm very happy to see, you know, the stuff that's going on in that area. Yeah. So, so it's by a community, or I don't know if we want to get into too much, uh, because specifics. Of sake. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but so he's in a community where yeah, he, he just can, he can watch, he can walk day? right there. He does every okay, single day. Cool. He does mm-hmm. his yeah. blog every single day. He's, he takes photos and he's very, uh, articulate and he's very, he, He's very detail-oriented. He points things out. Like, he just had a fawn on there, and in the background, you see something else, and he's pointing that out with a little and arrow. And he writes you know, about this? Writes about it. Beautiful, beautiful blog to the community where he stays. Yeah. So the people that are on it get, you know, an update That's every so, day. so awesome. So That's we keep awesome. in now, touch. When, when you're in these wood duck swamps, are you ever getting videos of moose, you know, in and around the edges? And um, Well, if, if you saw one of my videos of three or four weeks ago, the black, the black bear... Um, you didn't see that? No, no. That was a really unexpected... When he was scratching? Was it that one? No. I, so I had the, my last duck box that jumped. Yeah. Um, I had been monitoring that, and that's the one that had the the uh, McGansers. And the, and that one, <clears throat> Steve Champa and I put out last uh, last April. We put out. We took a canoe out to get it out there. It was a lot of fun doing that. So that was the last box that I had to... Mo- that I was able to monitor with the camera of all the other boxes I had. Yeah. But... To get to that box, hiking through the woods, it's it's. I'd be I bring a, I bring a lint roller because the yeah. things are so bad. Oh, I really? hate. Wow. I actually hate going out to it. I hate. <laughs> I, I just, you know, no matter how many I get on the lint roller, I'm I'm I get back to the truck and they're still crawling on me. You know what? That's mm-hmm. a good idea, lint roller. Yeah, I I'd never have, even heard of that. I'd have honestly. ten, fifteen on there, and they would still be crawling on me. But I would. Wow. Um, so I went out and I, so I take a picture. Sometimes you know, if they're on, if they're in the nest. And you put the camera in the hole. If they're a bird that had probably previous nesting, they don't usually fly out. They're, they're, when they're 
incubating those eggs. They're they incubating. Like they're down. not. They're yep. not. She'll look up at me. I can see it on the camera, but she's not taking off. So like I know it's good. Broody hen, almost like a chicken, almost. Yeah, she's so not leaving that. She's not leaving that yep. nest. And um, so I knew that they were going to hatch in this certain time period. So I went back and um, I put the camera in there, and I could see the eggs. That you're all. I go all oh, right. So as I opened up the, um, I'm going through the videos and everything. I see this thing coming through the water and my eyesight is not very i wear glass uh reading glasses but my eyes i can't see up close yeah so i can't i'm going oh i got a moose <laughs> coming through the water well, this is great i mean you oh never... that yes that and video. so i got home i was all yes. excited i go i get my first moose of the season in the water this is crazy and i get it up on my laptop and it's it's a black bear struggling to get through now hmm. you guys duck as duck hunters in these backwoods these wetland pieces know very well if you're wearing waders Oh, it's not easy to walk through that stuff. You get some no, stumps no, 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 no. and rivers. Yeah. Oh could, my god, it's sometimes awful. you get stuck. So, yeah. You get stuck, you, or you hit a sinkhole. And, or, yeah. So right. if you see or the bear, get some roots. Yeah. yeah roots. Your ankle old trees that have fallen down. It's awful. I've been up to my chest a couple times. It's yeah. scary. But hunt if this, you see that bear, he's struggling. Oh, that seacoast mud is terrible yeah. on the coast. So he was just struggling to get out of that stuff to the shoreline, and that, and um, so that was a pretty cool video. I'm trying to look for it right now. Yeah, it was probably a couple did weeks you ago. Post it on your personal page. I did it. Yeah, I do it. I I posted like three different sites, three or okay. four different sites. That's pretty cool, though. Get a black bear. He was swimming across. That mo- he was much. trying. He was really struggling. He was, oh, was trying to. You know, okay. He, he wasn't then having was an easy time popping like a. It's dog so crazy. You put the like you you put a camera there expecting you know trying to capture the, du- ducks, the ducks. Flying which down. is you know but you come in yeah. like I saw one. And you're like, oh, I didn't even see that snake because I was like, oh, there's an anaconda you, yeah, there. You're the one that pointed that yeah, out, right? Yeah, yeah I didn't even see that. <laughs> it was like a duck's going by, you know, yeah. and then a snake's like, shh. I'm, like, I'm glad oh, you pointed it out. I don't think I would have ever seen that. Or was it? No, they had nothing to do with each other. Oh. They just, oh, okay. the snake just came through and video. he had pointed it out. And I was, I swear I would have never seen that I, because I, I'm always looking at the other the other uh, ducks. Oh, man, that bear is, you're right. See how he's struggling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's moving at a good clip, though. Yeah. And where he is, it's crazy. I can't, still can't even figure out where he was coming so from. Wild. You know, he is struggling. He is because he would stuck. be struggling yeah. the whole way, yeah, yeah. the long way, like when he's in jumping that piece. out of the water, like yeah, yeah. like a dog, to, like yeah. a dog, yeah. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You don't see that. Well, I've that's seen, what I'm saying is like you, you, randomly you cool you'll get. Stuff. You know, you got the stump camera that I like. It was a you just did you post a picture of the moose with a broken? Yeah, today, today I did the yeah. yeah sadly. Um, that just, that I just really saddens me because he's, oh, he's, he, he's like in that. really rough shape. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's gonna, not going to make it. Um, you he'll know, get an infection or something. And how he many, looks like he's got a lot of tick and sores on the back end of him too. How many know? moose have you found uh, this year? So this far? year two, two uh, dead. Last year yeah. three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, They're taking a brutal beating. Yeah, and I, you know, and the thing is, and that's I, without hunters too. It used to be back up there, back in the when I first started in '94 up there to. 2005 2006 it would be nothing for me to go up there in the winter or spring and pull out eight or ten moose antlers in wow. fact i would get more moose bull moose on my cameras than deer really? by far hmm. I, I started off with a cutty back back in when they first came out 2000 99 2000 2001 and um remember they had they was it D batteries or whatever you had? I on still there? have one. You my still grandfather one? got so, one back in the day. Yeah, like it takes like sixteen of them. Yeah, it takes <laughs> six of them. Oh, this <laughs> didn't take sixteen. Or, no, it takes six of them. It's I think it was or no. six. 
four, four, yeah, it was a, either a Moultrie four or website. something, and they only lasted the three weeks. Huge. It was yeah, filmed. the thing was huge. Of batteries. So I, yeah. I, I, I was thrilled to you know to get this camera. This is like technology for, yeah. for me back then. Yeah. This is great. So I would hike up. My wife would come with me. We had a bug baffler, and we would hike up to this particular ridge, you know, in the spring, and uh, I would set the camera up. Um, it, just with just with a strap, you know, and, and point it over here, and then uh, I'd come up uh, two weeks later, and I'd go to the camera, and of course you don't know what you have on there, right. so I'd put another roll in, and back then they had one hour development, photo development, so you know we had a forty five minute hike to get there. Ah, I can't even imagine. So we'd hike all the way back <laughs> down, change the camera. I don't know what we have on there. Right. I go to, you know, whatever it is, Rite Aid or CVS, drop it off, come back an hour later, and I look, and I got this stupid branch waving like this. Oh. No! Uh, 24 <laughs> pictures that right after I left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. So the next day, uh, you know, that was a Saturday. Sunday, I'm back up there, you know. Breaking and, the uh, branches. Breaking the branches and doing, you know. And this went on for like, through the spring until I, you know, I finally realized I got to point it north because the sun coming up triggers the camera, and oh, then I got all sunrise stuff. But, you know, all, all these that. things that you know, it was like driving yeah. you nuts. I finally got pretty much. I left the camera there, so I was getting like bear. I got a deer. Um, I was getting some 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 good photos, but you know, I still getting the problem with uh, the sun and other things. You know, but yeah. so this one time we both went up. It was in towards the end of July, and. uh I had in the in my in the camera I had a roll of thirty six. I'd never done a thirty six, but that's what I had left. So I put it in there and we hiked down and like at this point I had cleared all the ferns out of there. I, there was nothing that could trigger this camera. <laughs> so I came back three weeks later and I you know, I still you don't know, like you said, you open it up, change the roll and you go have it one hour. Well that day I didn't bother with the one hour. I just said I'll pick it up the next day. So I picked it up the next day and I open it up and I'm looking at the photos and I've got this giant bull moose sitting in front of my camera watching these other two bull moose fighting wow mm. and it's the last 13 photos of that 36 roll yeah um i sent it in the cutty back and then the guy contacted me i had won their first photo contest that's awesome no shit. Cool. so they took the bull moose that were fighting and they put it on the pamphlet that you bought the camera the next year and it was on the box do you um, have the box that's no awesome. i don't have the box oh. i still have the pamphlet which i posted <laughs> yeah, before yeah, on the that's site that's awesome yeah, so that was pretty cool, the, you know, that the two bull moose fighting. And I didn't find any of their antlers. No, really? And one of them, I found one of them uh, in the, the real <clears throat> thick pines, which is, you know, you're always learning. You got to go into those dense oh, pines. You we can yeah, roll right uh, into uh, shed hunting because yeah. uh, your, your plate says antlers. Yeah, that's been on there since '97. She <laughs> yeah. bought it. And it's not because I was shooting bucks; it was because I, I was like obsessed with finding uh, antlers. That was yeah. more important to me than hunting. Um, and she did that for my, uh, I think it was my 40th birthday. Yeah. So that's that's how the plate came on there, and it's still on there today, which is probably a bad thing now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna be following you around. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. But I thought it was pretty nice that she did that for me. Explain the sheds you got, you brought over. Those are amazing. So those, those were. Are sweet. Um, that was a new piece. I had back then. There was one of the largest deer yards in the southern part of the state, mm-hmm. um, and I was into that yard looking for antlers. And I was, you know, it was a new piece of woods, but I hadn't gone into that side. I had been in this other side looking. And this one particular day, it was the end of April, I crossed over a snowmobile trail. And I just, like, head down like you always do. And, you know, you're just scanning, scanning. Yeah. And I was just walking, walking, walking. I had, no, I had never been in this piece, but it was still early in the morning. And um, all of a sudden, I just walked into the, uh, the five points or the, 
this side, this is the first one, and this is the one closest to us. Uh, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, are you kidding me? And I picked it up. And now, you know, the, my first thought is I have to find the other side of this. And um, so I spent the rest of the afternoon doing these circles. There's a lot of white oaks in there. So I continued to do these circles. And, I, and by the time I got out of the woods, the sun was setting. And I, I was wiped. I had a long, like a, I think a two-mile hike to get back to wow. the truck. That's a good mm -hmm. hike. And I was tired. I mean, really physically tired. And I was in good shape, but really physically and mentally tired. And uh, I couldn't sleep that night. And the next, <laughs> I asked my wife to go with me the next morning. And uh, reluctantly, she, you know, so we, I tried to get her out of the house like at 5, 5.30, but that wasn't happening. I think we got out there around 7.38. And we went back out, and we were like, we hiked all on the other side of this piece, up and down. And it was like around maybe 11.30 noon. And, I, you know, we just, I hadn't found it. And I was like pretty depressed. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe, where did this buck with this big, massive antler on one side, where did he drop the yeah. other side? I mean, um, and so I, I dropped her off at home. I went to Riley's, um, and you probably don't know, the manager at the time was Denver Woodcock, this great hunter. And, uh, he, you know, a, a kind of in a way a good mentor. I used to go and see him every Friday night yeah. for like forever, for like 10 years. I'd pick his brains and everything. And um, he was like, he saw the shit, and he goes, oh, my God. Uh, so I says, I'm going back out, you know, and I'm going to find, I, I'm going to find this other <laughs> yeah. shed. So, um, I headed out and I parked in a different area and I came in from a different spot. Um, I just said, you know, I'm going to just, so as I'm walking in, in this new piece, I find half of a 10 point shed, like, but it wasn't from that, that year, that, that winter, it was right. like, uh, from last year, but it wasn't great. It wasn't touched. So I started like looking for the other side of that and I, wait, 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 wait. got to find the other side of this thing. Cause that, that one wasn't even yeah. close. So I started heading in, and um, I got to this. I call it, it's it's like an enclosed swamp. Is all I can say. It's a couple acres, and um, I remember walking in there earlier on this particular side. Uh, the sun was hitting on this embankment, and I remember finding the remains of a dead deer. And uh, so I thought, you know, maybe this winter, maybe this is where he was. But it was so thick, and the, and where actually where where you see the bear what where the bear video was. Yeah. Um, it's right in that general area. So it's water, you know, all open and then really thick. And then it, ent and then it comes out to where I found the other antler. So I knew that if I go this way and through that thick stuff, it's a shortcut to get the other side and then I can start looking again. So as I get into the thick stuff, I take one step over this down tree and there's the other side land right there. Holy and the crap. thickest, nastiest stuff you would never, nobody would ever find it. Give, are you giving invisible money. high fives in the woods? To oh, I was yeah. like, I could not believe. <laughs> Hooting and hollering. What are the chances? Of, <laughs> what are the chances of going? You know, like taking that route. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know, never so gone I, that went, way. I had never gone that way. I never even really think of going that way. Yeah. Right. But I just thought, I don't want to walk around this whole thing again. You know. Yeah. Then I'm back on the other side where I've been looking for the last 24 <laughs> hours. You know, mm -hmm. haven't found anything. So. And uh, that was just like crazy. And it, I took the photo, good photo of it, and it made the front page of the Hawkeye News. They're and, huge. Uh, They're massive. Yeah, yeah. Like, Post the picture up. Any shed, any yeah, deer. Nice I haven't deer. shot big deer or any, or no big deer, but like any sheds <laughs> that I like. I have one big shed, and those things make what? it look like like yeah, nothing. Yeah. One is seventy. I think the closest one to us is seventy-one, and the other one is close to seventy-five. Jesus. You know? So wow. you figure it's like one forty-six with deductions. You put an eighteen-inch spread. You know, it's a hundred sixty-plus right. inch uh, buck. That was roaming in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. <laughs> yes. How long ago was that's that? In, that's 2001. Yeah. 2001, Boone and Crockett. That's Boone and Crockett. What's Boone and Crockett? 160. 160 is? So it's yeah. a 160 minimum. 
And a friend of mine, the following wow. year, maybe a, I don't know if it was two miles away, he shot a 195-pound buck. I forget what that, I think his buck nets in the 150s, and yeah. it was crazy high. It was, it was an incredible buck, and he shot it with his bow like at 10 yards. He was actually the guy that used to butcher my deer. And, um, but it didn't have that, that kind of shape, so there were two massive bucks running out there. G1s are just under 13 inches crazy. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> and uh, Huge. I've never found another antler out there. Um, I, f- I found some antlers out there, but yeah. I haven't found an antler out there in probably out in that's nothing like that. Yeah. Not even close. Just small stuff now, yeah. you know, if I'm even lucky. That deer had bayonets for four times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daggers, yeah. Dude. The funny thing is when I when I didn't even hunt there after I found those because there was a an older tree stand that was in there because no that was way in and to get in there it was really difficult and I figured I I walked I hiked all the way in there and hung a stand but not where I wanted to hunt there was a tree stand in this general area and I didn't I figured the guy that I didn't know if he was a bow hunter or a gun hunter I didn't want to bother, you know, that, area. bother yeah. that area so I didn't really hunt it until 2007 so it was like six years before i went in there and and uh that tree stand that was there was falling apart and obviously nobody was going that far in a bow hunt but they're <laughs> huge i don't even know what to do. i would if you're a shed hunter everybody looks for a holy grail of yeah right of yeah that's and, that's, and that's the one right that's there. one of them i, I would have built a tree house in there i never would have left <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> that, uh, moose antlers i've seen a picture with you with moose sheds piled all in front of you yeah but the, you know there are guys on that page that would make that no i know you yeah. you know i mean yeah. those guys are crazy um with me it's just it's from one mountain and it's uh something they're all that, from just yeah, one area yeah no one shit. area that's cool yeah. though wow. and um i just that's all i care I'm not, I'm not interested in going in to other areas looking for them i just look in that particular area and back in you know those that time period it was uh was a lot of fun yeah um, finding them and uh, i remember one time i had my atv and i came into i think seven laying like in an area this big and piled what? them up on my brand new atv yeah seven strapped them down <laughs> seven antlers and i couldn't match them up i couldn't even match them up I really i don't know if there were That's more great. but uh, yeah, no, yeah, i piled yeah. them all up and it was like i'm looking i had been looking for an oh, actually, time to go home yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. come back right. i've been looking all over the place you know yeah. for them and then all of a sudden i just come into this one area they're all over the place wow um and i came back uh, uh i think a week later with a friend we found a, a, a half chewed spike horn and then i found i wish today i was so close to finding this it was a massive 10 point buck both sides i mean mass yeah um i thicker than those not no time length yeah but, but just mass. the mass was crazy and they were chewed and that oh. and i was so mm-hmm. close probably within 40 yards of them Jeez. and i you know because the moose antlers i wasn't even it was a new piece too, and I yeah. I always think, oh, I would have loved to seen that buck. Yeah, you know, it was a big, big massive giant. Jesus Christ! But that- way that you know, they're way these bucks are um, way up on a lot of these ridges. They don't, uh, you know, they. Is there any rhyme or reason, or uh, like- I think a lot of bucks that are up and around that those the regions up on those ridges travel probably fifteen twenty miles. I mean, you know, big loops. <clears throat> um, yeah, I have. I think there are some up there that stay. I don't want to say locally they have a big route, but they're more in that's kind of their territory. But there are some that pass through. A lot of the bucks you see on my camera, they're passing through. Yeah, they're not. They're not around there. I never find their antlers. Um, they're just one, they're just one or twice, up. one time. Yeah, times a year. I think some of the bucks, most of the bucks, I think you see up there are your standard eight. 
a nine. I, I, you know, I think I've seen a couple tens, but they're all your basic, you know, there's nothing fancy about them. They're right. all Probably just basic all those runners. three-year-old deer. Or three but or the, four, one, four-year-old deer. the one thing up there is that I've shot a five and a half, a six and a half, and a seven and a half year old bucks up there. So they live longer up there because it's, you know, the bigger the woods, the bigger right. the territory, yeah. the mm-hmm. longer they get to live and, and, you know, move about. That's the hard part is just trying to pinpoint what, when that's going to... Well, that's what I try to do. I, I Instead of... <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good shot. I can't... I, I, I could never shoot a deer if it's running. I, I'm terrible. Yeah. Um, so my thing is that I, I know from back in 94, 95, where my wife had bought me snowshoes, um, that's how I got to learn the mountain by snowshoeing every weekend. And I still do it every that's weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've been doing that for 25 years up there. I snowshoe Saturday you and Sundays. You probably know that place like the back I know I've been around. Oh, yeah. So when I first started, you know, you, you're worried about getting, lo- well, when in the spring when you're hiking, you're, you know, you get your compass and you want to make sure you're not going to get lost, which you can't. But, yeah. and then in the wintertime, you just snowshoe and then you just kind of learn where they're moving about and you're looking for antlers. And eventually, you know, it's just, you figure out, where everything comes together yeah where the, the i have three or four or five different spots that so i try to get to those spots and hopefully i'll intercept him coming through i don't try not to place my cameras in some of those spots yeah so that it's it's a, a surprise you know like i'm there and he it's not he's never right. seen anybody mm-hmm. no sitting there. there there's no scent yeah. the wind direction he, um the saddle is a great place because i'm coming up through the gut and if they're coming up from the backside, they have no clue that i'm there you know the yeah. wind is in my favor they, you know, and they, you know, I'm looking and scouting like in September, if he's coming up on opening, and I haven't been up there since opening, you know, since September, and I go up, sit up there on opening day, I'm hoping he's coming up from the other side, you know, right, and you're coming across, be, yep, and I'm be there to cut him off, cut him off, and he's not gonna, he, he has no clue that I'm right. there, and that's what you kind of want. That's that's how I hunt. I mean, yeah. everybody's different. I could never track. I I couldn't track in the snow. I I can't concentrate like on a set of tracks. And I'm always worried that I'm going over the next ridge and some other guy is going to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? oh, just bumped him up. <laughs> because, you know, you need – where I hunt, it's big, but, but – um, Not big know, enough? It's Yeah. Well, you know, back in the 90s, it seemed like there was a guy behind every tree. And no wow. matter where the heck I was on a ridge. Really? Oh, yeah. It was – you'd hear shooting all day long. Yeah. Um, How is it now? How is it transformed to I now? think there's some guys up there that hunt. They're locals. They hunt, you know, but they hunt in different areas. Um, but you're pretty much by yourself up there. I'm most pretty of the much time. by myself. Back in '97, I went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> not anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Back in '97, I went to Pittsburgh and I was lucky to shoot a buck in its bed. That's awesome. Um, and it, you know, it was freezing cold, and I was really it was luck. And um, and I had hunted the week before, the two weeks before at Kearsage. I didn't even see a deer, and yeah. there was snow on the ground. I was awful. I I think I put so much um, pressure on myself that I wasn't even enjoying hunting. I was like obsessed. Because I wanted to shoot a 200-pound buck like most of my friends. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I get yeah. you so know, stupid. Why are we doing this? I know. It's like I, I – so shot I, that spike. Back, back I came home. Um, yeah, exactly. I came home the following week, and I went up to this particular ridge in the morning. I had fresh snow, probably seven, eight inches light. And um, I got up into this bowl and then got behind this blowdown with my bow. And uh, I waited and waited. You know, I thought maybe I'd get one of them up where all these guys would be up there. I thought that morning everybody would be up and pushing deer around and I'd get a chance. And nothing happened. So I, <laughs> I was like, where is everybody? My friends are supposed to be up there. So I, I worked my way out of that bowl and I went uh, west up over this ridge and started coming down. And I saw a pile of tracks going over this stone wall over this ridge. And um, so I just took a couple steps over the ridge. And as I'm looking down, I know it's, 
It was really windy. The west was coming out of the north, you know, north northwest. Oh, and as cold. I'm looking kind of down, um, the hemlocks, everything's blowing around. I don't know if it was 80, 90 yards or whatever. I see uh, this like brown patch, and I had these little binoculars. But you know, when you're the wind's blowing in your face, your eyes are oh, watering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've and got you, these. You've got to, your bow, right? Correct. I've got my bow, and I'm, bow? I'm and I'm and I'm like looking like through the those little. Yeah. tiny binoculars and, and I the like, wind's freezing your eyeballs yeah and it's like yeah. that, that looks that's a deer and uh and I'm, now i'm thinking like it's bedded yeah. you know and i'm my worry now is like i hope my friends and all these other hunters are not on this piece because I, you know i might Some have a chance chance. so i uh i started working my way down a little bit and then i i i had to crawl so i ended up this was a, i remember this is it was nine o'clock in the morning and I started crawling on my belly, and I was like moving around dead stuff, and you know, dead b- trees and limbs and rocks. And I take the binoculars every once in a while, and I try to see it. And then I finally saw one side. He was he had at least you know he was an eight pointer or a four on one side. And I was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Like I think this is going to happen, you know, with yeah. a bow from the ground. And so I just <laughs> slow as could be, picking my way down. It took forever, and I I could see at about twenty yards there was this big boulder. And it like a, a little depression like that. And um, I pushed I pushed the bow up a little bit ahead and I just kind of crawled and and I kind of slid down like an otter right to the rock with my bow. You're going to be and quiet. This okay. buck, I had seen this yeah. buck yeah. once get up and turn and move because of the wind. So I saw him actually no turn shit. around and he was laying like this, like his, his legs out. And so he had never scented me. And I'm thinking like, how long? How long was this going on? So, for, although this is when you got to the rock. So when long? I got to the rock, and I leaned my back up against the rock, took my hat off, and I looked at my watch, and it was noon. So I had done this for three hours. Holy no, crap! Ca- and I'm not making. This how many is, yards have you gained on him in three hours? I think I just did like the ninety yards or whatever. It took wow. me that long because I and I never felt cold. I had some wool on, but oh, your adrenaline's felt, going. My adrenaline. Like, my mind was so focused dead. on this buck, <laughs> yeah. and he was laying there, and I was behind the rock, and I knocked the arrow, and I was like. Take some, you know, take some deep yeah. breaths. Please, um, please yeah. Oh, God. I, I was like, you know, and um, so I, I popped up, and as I looked over the rock, he was looking right at me oh, because I had shit. forgot with the wind swirling and everything and his scent, you know, his nose. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm he didn't thinking, see anything coming there. And also, yeah. and he was like, looking right at me and did one of these things where he bluffed me, like he put his head down and brought it up to see if I, so if I just moved. kind of brought my head down real slow and I said, well, the only way I can do this is I can't really shoot over this rock. I got to go to the side of the rock, um, and so I, I just took a, you know, I took a few seconds and I, f- I got to figure out what I got to do. So I moved That's over crazy. to the side of the rock, and I went to get up with the bow to draw, and I think it was a hemlock. I don't remember what it. It hit me in the head and knocked me back down. So I was in the crouching position, and he was quartering away, like going like this away, walking, and I drew back and I was trying to put it behind the shoulder and I could see my arrow was going exactly where I put it, but he was walking and then I see it hit the elbow and stuck him in the elbow and he took off. And, uh, about 30, 40 yards later, my arrow was sticking up in a, in a down tree. You know, the broadhead was just poked in straight up and all I had was little drops of blood. So I ended up following him. I came into a group of does that were all better, which is kind of funny. They, 
they, they were all bedded and I walked by them. They're like, they didn't know what the hell hey, was going on. From? Really? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, they didn't even, you know, they got up afterwards. They're like, what the yeah, heck? Excuse you know? me, ma'am. No, yeah. I'm just trying to <laughs> <play>. <laughs> yeah. Your so, mail's over here. I saw him running on the ridge above and he only had a drop like every 20 or 30 yards, just a little pin drop. And um, I ended up, there was a tote road and uh, my friend Matt, was in the pickup truck and he was sleeping and I remember so I went over to Matt and I says Matt I, I just shot a buck I hit him in the you know the elbow the, in the bone and Matt uh, he was sleeping in the truck and so he we we started following him he had so, his gun so you hit him in the leg I hit him in the leg like right like, like in, in the elbow area you know shit. if he hadn't been oh, it's, so no, not in the shoulder not in the shoulder no blade. just like right here no shit so like in the just, tricep yep, yep 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 you know and it was like uh, and so we followed him because Matt had the gun. And uh, he was a nice buck, and we he uh, we went past him once because he jumped off the trail. We came back because he, he, you know, I'm looking at the tracks. Yeah, he came back, uh, you know, and then he came to a stream, and there was no tracks on the other side of the stream. He walked. He down walked the up the he walked up the stream for about 50 yards, mm-hmm. and then there was a major crossing there, and that's where I lost. You know, there was no more blood. Right. I mean, he was smart okay. enough to. Eludus uh, after that, but um, got that water on his leg. But that the stream—that's the stream. Not, that's not the stream on my videos, but that's the th- my thought process of getting photos and videos years later of finding stream crossings where buck because ladies, you saw because where I he saw where to. they were crossing. Yeah, um, and that was my th- my thought process of putting a camera on a stream or getting videos um, was that when they come to a stream, they're very cautious. So you're going to get great photos or great videos because right. yep. you don't know if they're going to jump, they're going to wade, they, but they're, it gives you great photo opportunities. And it also gives you great opportunity if you got a bow or a gun because they don't, you know, they, they got to think for a second. You right. know? I've been watching your stuff now that you've been saying this well, for like three or four years now. I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, wait a second. I've, I've seen those videos. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm oh, just sh- thinking about I just put it together now like, that I'm thinking of. I'm like, what the streams? Yeah. I'm like, we need to, I need to change something up. I think. The only problem with it is if you're sitting and that water's running, you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, eh. but, uh, yeah. it's the only bad part is that you can't hear, which is what I love. Right. If you're sitting on a ridge and you hear them coming up. Right. But when you're yeah. on a stream, you can't hear anything, but it's the element of surprise. If you're on a piece yeah. that he's, you know, he's not going to know you're there. You got the wind and I'm everything not good in favor. With that. Surprise. I can sit all I day. If know. I know a good spot, I can sit all day, day after day. I don't yeah. have a problem, but I can't just track or, and, and I've only shot two deer with snow on the ground, so yeah. everything I've shot is just dry ground. So you never recovered that buck, huh? Nah, unfortunately. Never found his antlers either. Um, wow. Yeah, that was... Dang. That's one of my favorite stories. That but not, that's awesome. I you, know guys that have shot like 230-pound bucks that were incredible racks with their bows that did the same thing, but, you know, they stalked them and shot them, and yeah. I thought that that, you know, that was going to be two bucks in a week. Bedded. That's a challenge in itself. Uh, just, just to get to, to the rock, and, you know, and I, and I remember back, I, I was still, uh, you know... I didn't know much about hunting or bow right, and all yeah. that. You know, I'm still kind of <clears throat> new, but it was, uh, it all almost all worked out. You yeah. know, that is awesome. That's an adrenaline rush. God, it was. Jeez. Well, we're at, uh, where are we at, Lance? We're at an hour and 10. Yeah. So, right at time. I know you any... got, I know you got a ride home and that was no problem. It's about eight o'clock, but you any... it's all up to you guys. Anything else you want to throw in there? Any, I don't know. I Words just... of wisdom? I just uh, I I just like to encourage younger hunters. Um, that's why I write the the stories I do, just that they get to um, experience what I went through. And I I like to read. You know, right. if you guys shot a buck, I was, 
you know, I don't care how big it is. The size doesn't matter to me. It's, it's just, the story. it's the story behind right. what you, uh, experience, what you experience going out through the woods, you know, and I think every- that's what we're trying to do with video because I'm not a good writer. No. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> right. Well, in writing and video, it's just two different forms of storytelling. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And if you're, if you're, you know, it takes a lot, you know, like, like I said, I was 30 years old when I shot my first deer and it was a spike. So I literally started from the bottom. Right. Um, but all my deer that I have shot, I've been lucky. They've been very close. Like that first buck was, was less than 10 yards away, yeah. but I was facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him and he was behind. I was like, well, you know, I'm facing the wrong way. Shaking <laughs> oh, like, oh, I was yeah. shaking. Like you want to talk about buck fever. I've had that oh, so many times with the bow um, years before that up in Candia shaking so bad that i you know i released the arrow i had a perfect six point buck you know like right there broadside yeah and i have to hit this little tiny sapling you know oh. this big <laughs> right where the you know the kill place. spot was yeah. like you i could never hit that in a million years and yet i hit it on that one on day, an accident yeah yeah well, you know when you don't it, mean to yeah but you know so for 30 I, i'm I, you know most guys and most young people yeah. that are hunting are starting you know at a very young age and you know they hunt they're 40 50 they're incredible hunters with me it started late in life plus i had two kids so i i, I can't hunt full Enough time, time yeah. all the time but my kids are all older now and we're in that boat um i, I yeah. like I, I like i like helping if they if anybody needs a hand or some advice i'm no expert because i mean you look at neil and how successful all these guys are with what yeah. they do there there's you know the technology knowledge. is crazy i mean yeah but i'm still kind of old school i like that um, I like that aspect of it, kind of. You know, I secretly do. I think it's uh, fun. I do. You know, yeah, heck yeah. I actually liked before cameras because you didn't know it was in the woods. Yeah, it's a surprise. It was every a time surprise. The yeah. bucks, the, my early bucks, were like, oh my god. Yeah. You know, like you, you didn't know what you're. Holy or smokes! Yeah, or the yeah. little trail, the little string timers. Remember those? I've only seen one. <laughs> I've seen one. I've seen that oh, you one trip time. it. Yeah, you, you trip, trip it, it, and yeah. then yeah, you would you look by. at the time, and so you would spend the. You know, three or four days in a row sitting there at thinking that he's, time. He's going to come in at that time at four oh five. You yeah. know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> when you're younger, you're, you're like so naive about how everything works. But where can everyone find your stories and stuff? Just on the Hampshire Deer Hunting page. I, okay. I keep my personal Facebook page pretty much uh, the videos, and uh, I keep it clean because I I know that uh, you know there's a lot of anti hunters, and I have liberal friends. Yeah. But I you know, and I know that some of them know that I hunt, but. You know, they understand. Neither right. one of my kids hunt, but they both eat venison. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been a. You care if we fun. post uh, some of your uh, no social media? Okay, tags up. All right, yeah. just want to include that so no. people can take a Still look at the, yeah, all this stuff. this stuff. I, I don't know. If stuff you, is great. I have an Instagram account that my son started mm-hmm. back in 2015 uh, called Wildlife Spy. So I don't know if you're on Instagram. Yep. yep. But I post mm-hmm. the same things to the pages. I just I do two two times a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, and the funny thing when he started that, cause he goes, dad, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a, um, you gotta put this on Instagram. And at the time nobody was doing videos on Instagram, but they only had to do, uh, 14 seconds. So I had to send him emails and he would post them. And, oh, uh, really? yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then people started doing videos, videos you know? yeah. but I was starting that before anybody was doing it. Or at least I think I was. Yeah. I think my sides, you know, we just I don't know. We've only had Instagram for like a year, but yeah. we post the majority of our stuff on Instagram, I think. Yeah, mainly whatever we post on Instagram is going up on Facebook, Facebook too. too. Yeah. yeah. So that's and that's grown to like over 2,000 followers, so. That's awesome, really? man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's only posting twice a week, so it yeah. just... It's yeah, but you put out some great content. Everyone yeah. loves to see it. It's well, it's the yeah. camera company yeah. I use, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. They make incredible cameras. They're made in the USA. Yeah. Um, 
They have a great warranty. They back their cameras. You call customer service. You're talking to a rep, and he, he'll tell you, you know, send the camera. And I haven't had any real problems with them in six years. I think I've had two issues where I've had to send them in. That's awesome. One of them, they gave me a brand new camera. Just like that. No yeah, and they've actually, it's yeah. been cool. I've had a couple of their, um, from the company actually commenting on my videos on Instagram. Oh, so awesome. that's, a, that's a good thing. Good deal. That's sweet. Man. I didn't even yeah. know it. We'll have to. Yeah. And what company is that? Reconics. Okay, yeah. Reconics. Expensive Reconics. cameras, believe me. And, and if, that's why I you hopefully got four, nobody, right? nobody finds these. <laughs> you know, people are probably looking for these cameras where I have them, but hopefully. <laughs> All right, so, so far we got Mount Kara. Well, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that, that, that would hurt if somebody did that. But it's so near far, stream. <laughs> right. I, you know, no, so I'm, far, I'm just saying it more so if yeah, people so want to get a high-quality yeah, camera. They're, yeah, they're very, they're, they're up there, but, I mean, you see the videos. They're HD uh, sound and, and, and video. And if you, I don't know if you guys watch any of my videos on laptops oh, yeah. rather than your phone. They're incredible. It's like watching National Geographic's. Yeah, that's why when I get home, I put them right on the laptop because I <clears> you can see them. I, I can see them, and it's like wow. My wife will look at them like the duck videos and everything right there. And yeah, it's cool. It captures everything's everything. up close. Yeah, that's yeah, great. And then you can go almost a year on a set of batteries, twelve batteries. Wow, lithium batteries. That's pretty really? good. That's, yeah. really that's good. wicked. I, good. I can go from uh, right now. I'll go right into November, December, and uh, without dang, yeah, and three. Yeah, years. holy crap! I went from December to March. Um, uh, you know, during the winter, all winter long, and never change the batteries. Wow! And that's a high volume <laughs> of video to yeah. be taken. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's got what they call. Um, uh, it'll stop if the deer or what animal, whatever, stops for a second. The camera will kind of shut down and pick up again, so it saves the battery life. So it's not, I said, I keep yeah. taking. Yeah, yeah, and same, you know, especially yeah. at night, because if you just do thirty second videos at night, the flash. And I like white flash. I know it's not. I know the deer are spooked. Some of them are, some of them aren't. But I like the white flash because I like to see the nighttime lit up right my original well, that too they also kind of like oh what's that and they yeah sometimes you. you know coyotes don't like them no seems like coyotes can jump the camera too oh you he, just get their tail he, yeah that's all i ever get i never get a coyote during yeah. night if he comes into that camera he's gone yeah, yeah. they just don't have anything in my up until in 2014 i only owned one camera it was a cam tracker a digital 7.2 and that's the only camera i had wow and I had that for 10 years. That was made in the U.S. also. Yeah. Never mm -hmm. had a problem until 2015. Last year, we had a, a group of coyotes take over a piece, and we had puppies rip down our trail camera. Did you get them on video? We, we Okay, so picture. we would have a picture. No, we'd had, we had to set the picture. It was just a new location. We're like, we'll just throw a camera up here. If we get any action, we'll, we'll play around with the piece. And we'd get a picture of it cockeyed, then back up. Then you'd see an ear. <laughs> cockeyed, back up straight, cockeyed, back up. And, and all of a sudden, you'd see the, the puppy looking in the camera. Oh, like, God, that's great. What the heck? Then all of a sudden, it'd be cockeyed. Then it was because he ripped it, was it off the tree. It was a smaller tree, so we had a lot of slack in the line. Yeah. And so it, it was probably blowing in the wind or something. And it must have caught one of the pup's eyes. But you can mm. see it like the first. It's like, like what is this? And then it's they're tugging on it, tugging on it. So it's taking every picture. Oh. It moves. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> then, then they dragged it twenty yards. There's one when it's laying on the ground facing up, and the and the dog's looking straight down at it. And then it, he must pick it up because his teeth marks on the camera. Yeah. And you can see where he's running because his picture of the tree. Picture of the <laughs> yeah. Tree. yeah. It's all blurry. It's all blurry. He's taking. And off I with just it. by chance I was with my I think it was with Jackson. Yeah, you were with Jackson. My, and you're like, hey, I found that camera. And my parents maybe I, yep. I can't remember. Yep, you're right. And I took a shortcut to where the tree was and i happened to just step on it i'm like oh a bear got it <laughs> yeah and then I, was, I thought it was a bear and went back and was sure shit it was a couple of puppies just tossing it around yeah, we had do you some. have your cameras in like metal housings or bear proof no. housings? nothing have you had a problem with them hitting the camera uh we had a bear come lick lick it i mean they'll come nudge it but nothing 
And we have coyotes. We, we've had it. a lot of bear activity too over we the have past a lot year. Of, lots of bears. And they always search out your camera, or they usually don't see it. No. Once last year, I think that was it. God, they all always, the other ones they come right yeah. by, and they really just they keep always walking. find mine. They're always messing with it. Yeah. To the point where I, you know, I, my grandfather's had some crushed and chewed right up to nothing. So. Yeah, I'm glad sure. I put. I have yeah. to because I mean, sure. just replace one of those. Cameras That's new baits, obviously. <laughs> make yeah, yeah. Right. so putting camera. it in the middle. You saw the one he's scratching his back, and then his yeah, yeah. rear end. Um, and I had snugged that thing up with the cable lock, like you know, I couldn't even move it, and you know, they, he just two seconds he just it. turned it decided yeah. to turn yeah. it around mm-hmm. guess what no right. more pictures no for more you. pictures for you <laughs> yeah. well that's i don't get it like you know you got the, your bird feeder steak and those things are pretty rugged i'm talking like you know 916 big steak and the bear just come over and they fold the things in half. yeah, like yeah. nothing i was talking yeah. to my grandfather about that this morning because he had a bear in his yard this morning yeah and man they just the power they got you have and the thing with bear is you have to put your cameras you got to, you know, like where the stump is, I either got to, if I want the bear, I got to mount it low to get the bobcats and the bear at the stump. If I want to get moose, I got to put it up on the tree five you just and get a half feet. feet or whatever. Because I, if I have it high, I can't get the, the bear in the picture because even a big bear yeah, you doesn't, see the hump. Yeah. you just see the back, you know, and so you right. got to, and that place is a great place, but there's only a limited amount of trees, but it's a great area to capture everything right. coming, coming and going there. So good deal. All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. All right, thank um, you. Hey, I don't know how much you. you, I mean, I appreciate, like, conservation-wise for the waterfowl. That's a lot Man, you do. that's a lot of work just for, for your personal pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, but I just. enjoy I enjoy doing it, and, I, you know, I'm going to hopefully do it as long as I live because it's my passion. Right. Uh, I love hunting, but this is, an, it, and it's something else to do in the wintertime, you know. The, <clears> right. the enjoyment, yeah. The enjoyment of checking to Heck, see yeah, what, that's what, awesome, uh, man. what's going on and I'm bringing those birds back. I'm some of this, too. You know, and then I, and I you know, the Steve Champa, Adam Evans, and other guys have private messaged me on there on building boxes now, and yeah. I don't know how many people uh, from that page have have contacted me, and, and I love seeing that. You know, that, that no, something was awesome. something you're spreading, that was you're spreading something, spreading it, something that was yeah. lost. You know, yeah, everybody definitely. kind of overlooked and forgot about this. You're right. And if it hadn't been for that one wood duck box out there, I probably wouldn't even be doing that. You right. Know? We should get your do's and don'ts of putting wood duck boxes together. You know like your ideal tree spot or how yeah I, it's yeah. Be, to put it's it, best to put them over you know in the list. water on, in a swamp you know on yep. a wet, wetland piece on a dead tree slightly tilted like i said but if you can't um you know on the edge of the water um usually you can wrap some sheet metal around the bottom of the tree to keep the squirrels the raccoons or squirrels yep. but um other than that I, you know i basically i think i want the boxes to last quite a few years by you ever run just stakes you ever just stake in, no, in the I, of a I, I really wouldn't. Uh, where I'm putting these things is like real pain to get to. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and nobody's going to see these things where I put them. So, um, I have some new areas this winter. I think I just saw. I actually went to put a camera out there, and I just saw a wood duck with the chicks there. Oh, so, that, and I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. way the heck out in a different area. Yeah. And I think. Well, here, you know, this is going to be a place a box is going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. So nice. that'll be this winter. I'm going to get definitely get one out there. Good deal. But it's a lot of fun. And thank you for having me. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I appreciate oh, you guys taking the, the word of everyone. Everyone has a story. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks Love. for your stories and yeah. your insights, man. Dude, that thank was you. awesome. Appreciate All right. it. Let's end it. Let's wrap it. See ya. Yeah, baby, when we're together. It's like Vegas times three. But in the morning, I'll know better. So bad, so bad for me
like a sip of wine Leads me to drink You're my gateway drug I'm starting to think It's gonna take much more than Just 12 steps So call Betty Ford Call Dr. Drew Save me a bed Cause in a month or two I wanna quit you girl Just not yet Yeah baby when we're together The only drug I need But in the morning I know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Bailing down the road past these city lights You got your hands on the wheel and look in your eye I ask myself, is it time to slow down? But the night's still young, we're full of gas Credit cards in my pocket with some living left in We got friends in the next town Yeah, baby, when we're together Times three, but in the morning I'll know better. Cause you're so bad, so bad for me. So bad, so bad for me Oh, you're so bad, so bad for me You're so bad, so bad for me